1: Let me ask you this. Do you like beer? Let me ask you this. Do you like free? I've asked those questions in the wrong order for a reason, because my third question I've kept until now, do you like free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that free beer. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is this. Go to www.beer52.com forward slash West Ham and cover just the postage of £4.95 and, as if that wasn't enough, as a listener to the Stop Hammer Time podcast, you'll get two extra free beers. So... That's ten free beers, if you've been paying attention. Beer 52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small-batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise, then, that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included German, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California... New Zealand, and many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands, as well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy. Your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in, just to top it all off. You don't like dark beers? Who cares? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash West Ham to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, the Stop Hammer Time podcast listeners will get two extra free beers. I thank you. Hello, and welcome to Stop Hammer time. Lockdown. 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 This is our second stop hammer time uh, from uh, our own homes, isolated and alone. Three of us, simply by the power of Skype, uh, pretend to be three people in the same room chatting. But in fact, we're in separate, uh, isolated cryogenic chambers waiting for civilization to begin again in six months to a year joining me in this uh, enterprise are as usual jim grant hello jim good. good evening still alive uh yes yeah wash your hands
2: i have done a lot
1: right good are they washed now
2: uh yes scrubbed
1: good 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 also joining us in our in our season of gyms is a season of gyms alone and trapped in their homes with just 600 rolls of toilet paper and one pint of milk uh, and a, a, a wine box full of absinthe uh, last week we had Jim Dolan this week it is a possibly the world's greatest sports journalist. He was uh, <laughs> editor of uh, the Daily Telegraph Sport. Sport. He was, um, he was, uh, um, I, I've,
2: I've
1: gone slightly what? mad due to yeah. my isolation.
0: Uh, um, it's I'm very kind sh- of you to, for the build-up. It was actually the Sunday Times, but I'm Sunday sure, sure, sure neither title gives uh, yeah. monkeys these days. Um, right. Um, and can I say what a what a marvellous time it is to be a freelance sports journalist? <laughs> yes. Money, money to be made at every turn right now. Yeah, locked indoors, <laughs> yes. staring at what used to be <laughs> Sky Sports.
1: You are, of course, Jim Monroe. Hello, Jim. Uh, I am. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Now, i this this it's new age, crazy. this new post-apocalyptic uh, uh, age, um, has been represented no better than the fact that I have just done a pop quiz through Skype. Yeah. Pub quiz, the pub quiz Questionnaire Questioner uh, Quizmaster uh, Sent by WhatsApp The questions including the photo rounds To each team And each team then contacted each Other by Skype And worked their way uh, pragmatically Through the questions And then submitted the answers back through WhatsApp And we hear the results tomorrow
2: Very good How,
1: how,
0: how on earth can he
1: prevent cheating? Oh, uh, Jim, that's a very cynical point of view.
0: <laughs> it's as a question was, a journalist, a, any good journalist would ask.
1: Well, as a journalist, a journalist, Jim, <laughs> that did once work for Rupert Murdoch's operation <laughs> might, <laughs> might see that in others there might be the, the temptation to cheat. <laughs> cheat or hack as, as I think uh, oh, that's a Rebecca Brooks word. calls it, as Rebecca yes. Brooks might call it. But um, uh, no, there was no, che- there was no cheating. There was simply uh, brain down. We feel we, might, we feel we might have got all of the questions right, and it was very complicated. Uh, and the uh, uh, a, toilet, a toilet roll to the winners? Uh, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the sheer fight over Skype uh, to win that toilet roll between a team would be terrible.
2: I have think we used to just carelessly throw them onto football grounds? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Indeed. yeah. laughs> we'd have, you know, if we'd have known that, you know... Then we'd yeah, have,
1: an episode yeah. of Doctor Who could be yeah. about the Doctor <laughs> travelling back in time to football matches in the <laughs> 40s and 50s <laughs> yes. um, and solving a problem that exists in 2020. Exactly.
2: Yeah?
1: Yes. Now, uh, talking of looking back in time... Uh, as as we all know, there's no football at the moment. And um, but for you, Jim, a man who lives in the past, a man who dresses in tweed, uh, twenty four hours a day, room. including in bed and in yes. the bath, <laughs> yeah. you have we found a way.
2: Hands can be pretty itchy as well. I can tell you,
1: they are oh, the old tweed condoms they wore in the, <laughs> in, the in the late in the late eighteen hundreds. Uh, those were <laughs> extraordinary. Oh yes um now jim you you have found a way to talk about a football match to talk about a football match uh, somewhere around uh, march the 23rd which is what the date is today but not yeah. this year because there are no football matches currently at the moment what well, have you um, on earth jim
2: well well uh, very kind as as uh, uh jim uh, pointed out uh, the the club is putting up you know puts up these on this day <laughs> video clips on the uh, club website uh-huh. Uh-huh. The one on this day is the, to the 23rd of March uh, 1996. We beat Manchester City four goals to two with a uh, an absolute uh, screamer from uh, from from Julian Dix. Ah, um, yes. Uh, so, um and I, I sort of I thought, well, I just have a little grope around in my program collection, see if I have got the program. I can't find the program for that game, but I've got the program for the beginning of that season, which was obviously the '95. 96 season and you know just some sort of talking about that game itself i don't know if you can remember it um included two goals from uh, two headed goals from ian dowie Ah. we went two nil up he got one and a half Uh, McClosco saved a not particularly good penalty from keith curl Mm -hmm. um and then um and then city pulled one back quinn scored twice for them And Mm. McClosco made a horrendous goalkeeping. He just like kind of inexplicably just dropped the ball at his feet and, and Quinn just walked up to him and kicked it in. I don't know if you remember that. Um, I can't remember if that was the goal that got them back into the game or whether it was their very, very late uh, consolation. And then, um, Mm. and then we scored two more. One of which was this was a fantastic, fantastic uh, um, strike from Diggs, very sort of characteristic, but, Brilliantly picked out and set up by Michael Hughes. Uh yeah, he's got yes. the ball on the edge of the box and kind of seized ball it. Manchester City player. Yeah, and and sort of passes the ball back and across. You know, f- uh, apparently for for no reason. But he's seen like oh, different. Right, right. Coming up the pitch. Yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kind of smashed it in. And then uh, we got a, it's a home game. Sorry, that was a home game, was it? Nine. It was a home game. Yeah, yes, so, well, I remember that. Yes, I was there. I, well, yeah, I remember. There. That. And and we got a fourth, uh, courtesy of um, of matinee idol Danny, <laughs> who nutmegged the keeper. I'd uh, say the he was in a minute. minute.
1: Yeah. God, was he in the 95, 96 team? God.
2: Yes, he was. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. I would have yeah. seen him. As, I would have thought of him as earlier than that. Uh,
0: well, not, well, no, he was. He, he was only about twenty the old was then, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He Um, he scored the goal against Tottenham. He scored the winner at Tottenham. Oh, that
0: was great, wasn't it? That set
2: us on a little run of, we won five in a row in January, including beating Chelsea 3-2. Yeah, so... um, Well, Dix's form that season uh, propelled
1: him into contention for England's Euro 96 team.
2: He was fantastic that season, he uh, has as was season. Hughes, as was Michael Hughes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder when we bought him. Uh, well, we had him the season before because right. because that, that was the season where, it must have been the season before that he scored, well, what was it that season? When did we play Man United and frustrate them at the end of the season? Was it that season or was it the one before? I think it was the one before. We did it a
1: couple of times. I think we did it in, like, 91 or 92, didn't
2: we? There's one where you sort of scored a beautiful kind of side-foot volley from the edge of the area. Uh, um, anyway. Was and that...
0: A no, was that 95, 96? It might have been, actually. Because did, that was, didn't, that we, was, didn't we have that him on loan for a bit, and then he signed on a permanent? Oh, I thought we bought him. No, I thought we had yeah, him on loan for a few months, and then...
1: From oh, um, Strasbourg. Strasbourg.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were a well, few kind of good talking points for that season. Um, the team is that, that
1: the team, game is that the game you you've brought to
2: the table to discuss, Jim. Yes. Oh right, right, right. It, is. it is. the team. Team. Uh, McClosco, Yes. Breaker, mm-hmm. Dix, Billich, and Reaper, who'd formed a very good partnership in central defence. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in midfield, Bishop. Hughes Williamson uh, and yeah. Rowland played. So I think he must have played on the left. Well, I don't know. He must. Have I don't. Know where you he Must have played in midfield. Um, Dumitrescu started that game. Wow! Well, uh, and Danny came on for him, and, and Ian Dowey, of course. So that was the team.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: good back four.
0: Yeah, I remember Slavin Bilic Bilic at the time, uh, it was the days before uh, the wonders of the internet uh, and even club information, club websites just weren't around. Uh, You had to rely on club call for any kind of information, that was always a week old and Slavin Bilic got injured during that season and at the time I wrote the column in the club programme and the amount of phone calls we were getting during the week um, got to such a ridiculous level that the sports editor got so fed up with it, he started answering the phone uh, Slaven Bilic hotline because it was like <laughs> every, every other phone call was "Was like, oh, any update on Slavin Bilic
2: at West Ham?" <laughs> <laughs> we well, had injury well, problems, I think that season generally, though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a kind of it was one of those we're down to the bare bones sort of season. Classic Harry. Classic Harry. I think Harry. you saw know, it did he? He was in most of that season. Who? Did, Don Hutchison.
0: Don Hutchison. Did, yeah. did you have a Did you actually have a report from that game, uh, Jim? Did I? Uh, did Steve Lomas get sent off for Man
2: City that yes, day? Yes, he, he did. Because he
0: joined us, didn't he? Obviously afterwards, the following
2: um, season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Obviously um, impressed by his commitment to the cause. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, he did. He did. He did get sent off. Yeah. They um, might have been on um, um, yellow. Yeah, I, I can't remember much about it. I don't think it was nine. No. Like, well, Dramatic, you know. It was just
0: him. I, being, I think. Being, I think they. They. I seem to think, from my memory, which is probably completely wrong. He got sent off, and then they scored because we were like coasting at two nil. Yeah, got that wrong. We might have been. It might have been three one. Can, can by you then, remember I don't whether
2: that was the catastrophic? It was one of the worst. It's one of the most ridiculous goalkeeping areas I. I, I can remember actually. Yeah. I think it was. The, I think it was the very late goal. I didn't think it in the end. It mattered. I suspect. Yeah. I can't which way round they were. But Quinn scored them both. Yeah. In the away game uh, that season against City, which we lost 2-1, um, that was the game when uh, Neil Finn played. Oh, God, yeah, uh, the youngster. Yeah, yeah, young, you know, he was the youngest keeper to have... I think he was 17. Mm. Um, uh, it was an odd, oddity of the season, in many ways. I've got the, uh, the programme of the opening day... Uh, in which we played Leeds um, and went one nil up, courtesy of Danny Williamson, and then Tony Yeboah scored twice for them. Um, uh, who's on the front cover? Guess.
1: Um.
0: So when are we talking here, Jim? Ninety. This ninety-five, ninety-six,
2: or Yeah. So the high-profile signing gets gets put on the front cover, right? Simon Webster. No, no. Worse. Worse. Really? Um, Richard Hall. Worse. Joey Beecham. No, that's. I think probably even
0: worse. Oh, what about. um, Oh, God, what was his name? Ridiculous surname. Uh, Not worth what his first name was. Got it. Florin Radachoy. No. You'll
2: say no. (laughs) After all that. Oh, God, didn't we get. I'll
0: shut up now. I'll
2: give he's, up. Uh, he's pictured on the front cover running along um, with his sort of fists clenched, which now now looks, with the benefit of hindsight, does look a bit odd. Uh, looking like a kind of a young Klaus Kinski in a West Ham shirt. Right. Young Marco Bugers is on there. Oh, right. Really? Cover. Marco Boogers. Wow. God, oh, yeah. I thought he
1: was earlier too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So within 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 days of that program uh, coming to my head, he had he had uh, nearly uh, cut Neville in half. Yes. You know, yes. Of, that was about it. I think it, I've
1: really. got that program because I I I, te- I I only buy three programs a year: one at the beginning of the season, one in the middle, and one at the end, just to, for the stats really, rather than the yeah. ripping content. Um,
2: it's a very sensible strategy. I but, wish I'd actually. done that.
0: I'm sure yeah. I'm, you're about to say the same thing, Jim, but I've got box load upon yeah, box. I have I mean, just moved to house recently. I've, nice. I've, it took a lot of negotiating skill to keep a lot of those, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they are now consuming about uh, half yeah. of a bedroom. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, That's I, one I, of the things I remember about that City game is uh, was yeah. um, Hughes setting off on the right flank with the ball and then... Sort of almost inex- inexplicably stopping, and I remember yelling, Keep going! But he uh, just crossed it quite a long way for, for, for a Julian Dix running yeah, from very brilliant. deep who doesn't even break his stride and just whacks <laughs> it straight into the goal from it, it, like you know 25 yards or something. Yeah, no, you know, I'm sure that. I've <laughs> romanticized that goal in my memory, but but it yeah. was um what I remember thinking was, What are you doing? Keep going because <laughs> he stopped, he stopped his run, and then just gently rolled it across the pitch to this express train of a Julian Dix running from deep it, um, uh, and it was a fantastic goal
2: It's a great pass because it's a great piece of vision to see him in in this all that space in front of Dix, so yeah, yeah he up and sees him um and uh, you're right it's absolutely you described it perfectly and and uh it, it's at least, it's a full 25, if not 30. Yeah, yeah. And, and he the, had that he, fantastic the keeper um, doesn't stop. move. The keeper didn't yeah, move. Like yeah. one yeah. of those, fair, how rarely do you see a goal from that far out in which the keeper just watches it go past him? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just, it's just, A, I don't think he was expecting it. It's, but also, it's just, I mean, he, absolutely. He had this doesn't.
1: extraordinary knack uh, of putting somehow top spin on it so that he... He whacked it, but it never rose above sort of chest level and went straight into the net. Despite covering, you know, twenty-five yards or something. There's in one of those YouTube clips of, uh, you know, the Terminator or whatever. There's one he scores against Wolves, and it's exactly like that. He wellies it, but it doesn't kind of go up and down, up or down. It's sort of, it just leaves his boot and travels into the goal only about two feet higher than where it left his foot, you know. And yeah. uh, to be able to keep it down, you must be putting something on top of it to, uh, you know, it's like kind of top spin or something to yeah. it low, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, he was we're, pretty,
2: we're, he was, he, sorry, go on, Jim. I
0: was going to say, we've not had too many people over the years who've been able to do that. Mark Ward springs to mind, but yes. that, that kind of accuracy and, uh, and strength and speed from distance is is something we've not really seen an awful lot of over the years. Lampard no, uh,
1: yeah, C sort of... was pretty good
0: yes indeed
1: yeah, right. yeah, yeah. well we're going back in time to I was going to say I could bring yeah. out Clyde Best if we're going to go that far yeah, yeah. back but, um, <laughs> but also there were players you know like players that um, you know talking about Pablo Fornals and sort of taking a bit of time to settle and uh, wondering whether Anderson will ever settle Michael Hughes came into the team and I remember us going um, you know there's this guy here, he's from Strasbourg he's English but he plays for Strasbourg uh, he used to be play for Manchester city he's playing on the right today first time we'd ever seen him and he was fantastic you know mm. straight from out the gate no settling in period no always oh, got to adjust to the pace of the game you know he he struck us as a fantastic player from his first game to his last game for us it was an extraordinary player I thought. yeah he was mm. terrific really
2: terrific very very good and and
1: players didn't seem to need to settle in. Like Trevor Sinclair, you know, scored two on his debut.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like Harry
1: just went, Let's get that bloke with the dreadlocks. You know, that bloke who scored the overhead for QPR. They've gone down. They're in the next flight down. Now, let's get him. He'll probably only be, you know, 750,000 or something. Bought that guy, and he was that guy. He was exactly the guy with the dreadlocks, but without dreadlocks. He played like that guy. He was that guy. Didn't have to settle in. He was a fantastic player, straight from the word go. He
2: was Mm. really good. I suppose you could – I suppose the argument would be – you know, that both he and Hughes knew what English football was all about, the kind of sort of cut and thrust of it and the pace, where yeah. some players coming from a Spanish league, more technical leagues, you know, struggle to adjust initially to the kind of just the sheer intensity of it all. Um, I yeah, I guess
1: certain. I guess so.
2: Yeah. I guess so, but it seems like,
1: seems like, you know, in in, in the olden days, you could just get them, you know, they'd arrive straight out of the box, footballers, and what they did before they came and they just did it from, you know, the moment they arrived. Um, back
2: of any, and not even in the position he was starting to play. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bought to be a wide player, played up front, Yeah, straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a... That almost led him off the leash, is not it? Having a more well, t- attacking role,
0: you know. Yeah, he was like a hidden weapon, wasn't he? Because there was no TV coverage for the first half of that season, I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would, we yeah, went up right. to see, West Ham were playing Cambridge in a pre-season friendly and they said, now coming on as a sub for West Ham, he said something like, Frank McKeaveny. We got, obviously got it completely wrong. We're like, oh, who's this? Oh, it's this midfielder we've got from Scotland and I think for about three or four minutes he'd beaten two people and curled it in the top corner and we were like, yeah. oh, eh? Hang on a minute. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> what was his name again? Oh, Frank McAvoy, something or other, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um yeah. Dix of well, um, just going back to Dix briefly that season, uh scored eleven goals that season.
1: Yeah.
2: From left back. Left I mean back. he was the penalty taker, but even so, there were a couple of those I uh, think there were a few more of those uh long range efforts went in.
1: Uh, you know he, hes one of the—he's one of the best footballers I feel I've ever seen. You know he—you know could he would change a game from the left back position. He would influence a game. You know, it, again, <laughs> I'm talking, talking about you, Felipe Anderson. You know, it's like he was a player that if we went one or two down, would go right. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna accept this. This is just ridiculous. I'm going to do something about this game and would change the football match from the left-back position, you know? Um,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. His, his influence on the whole game was extraordinary. We, you know, when we got him, he was young, wasn't he? he was, you know, we, we, we had him for a while because obviously he went away and came back. But... Um, you know, he was sort of a—he was pretty young when we got him, and uh, and had that swagger straight from when he started playing yeah. for us. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. It's an extraordinary player, I think. You know. So that is our game from uh, this. This uh, from uh, our closest to March the twenty-third we can find to, to talk about. So um, we'll uh, we'll come back after this message. Yes, Football Today, Football Today, uh, get online and uh, discover the podcast Football Today because uh, in this time of uh, isolation and social distancing, we uh, have to spend time with um, uh, the internet, uh, whether it be porn or no, just porn, just porn. Uh, we have to spend time on our own and socially isolate and so porn is... Um, well, there are you know there are there's BBC News for example uh, the BBC News website and uh, iTunes and porn. So so do do um, watch football to listen to football today. Uh, perhaps while perhaps while you're looking at porn. I don't know. I, just, I don't know if that would work as a combination. I listen to This American Life, the 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 uh, American oh, nice. topical podcast that covers a range of uh, subjects uh, treated in various ways throughout an episode while I'm uh, looking at porn uh, so so do, do be like me be more like me what would Phil do okay. say to yourselves what would Phil do so um, in lieu of um, any current football to talk about I um, I thought we could do this. Uh, Let us have a brief discussion on uh, a couple of different subjects. uh, One of which, and we've decided this earlier, uh, because we haven't got anything to do because of socially isolating (laughs) ourselves. Um, uh, I thought we would discuss a series of subjects. Now, I'm going to start the ball rolling with two uh, topics of discussion for you, Jims, to discuss. are you ready? Are you ready yeah, to discuss these things? Yeah, okay, Champa-lick first bit, one is mate. this. Yeah. First one is this. Which was our best low knee? Yeah. Which was our best looney?
0: Uh, yeah, I, the pool there is not very big to choose no. from, I don't think. <laughs> um, I
2: have no. to say,
0: I have to say, Emmanuel Emmanuel, no, Andy Carroll, <laughs> um, uh, it's got to be
1: up there, certainly for me. It well, there's the is. ones we eventually bought as well. I'm I wondering. Well, I mean, I that, won who, who, who kind of um, you know came into the fold and then disappeared into the night? Danny is a, is a, is well. Danny is
2: Danny's a, an interesting shout there, isn't he? Yeah, I hadn't thought about him until until sort of um, looking at now, that yeah. last season. Um, I, I think Jim's right. We, we've not actually done particularly well with uh, loan signings, have we, over the years? Uh, and some of them in recent times have been spectacularly dreadful. Yes, but I've yes. Got, Um. My, my kind of short list of just, just you know, off the top of my head. Um, although he wasn't much liked, uh, David Speedy was quite instrumental in that run-in when we got promoted. Yeah,
1: promotion he, season, he, yeah.
2: He was kind of, yeah. as it were, value for money as a loanee. We needed
1: Um, bolstering, didn't we?
2: Yeah, and he got a couple of really important... I mean, he missed some sitters, but he got some quite important goals in those last few games.
1: In that
0: run, yeah. Didn't he tap one in in that final game? I seem to remember he was virtually on the line tapping one in. Cambridge United one. Yeah, looked, looked, sort of big grin on his face as everyone went bonkers around him.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Him or was that Clive Allen? I can't remember. I think it was Speedy who tapped it, it might, in, wasn't it? I might, might have got one each in that game. I think, yeah, yeah, it was 2-0, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was Morley. So then
1: was Speedy brought in because Morley was injured then? Must have been. Yes. We must have been uh, struggling. When, um, when was the infamous incident? Yeah, that
2: wasn't because he'd been stabbed, was it? Yeah, yeah. that's what was that, I was that's saying that's in a more a, subtle way, Jim. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah no, Speedy. No, Speedy was yeah. He 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 missed a trio of sitters, and the fans, you know, he'd also played for Chelsea, and I think the fans were not fond of him.
2: Well, uh, was a, was a sort of horrible little Scotsman in many ways, wasn't he? I mean, it, you know, we, we, Jim. What did Jim? It, it wasn't. <laughs> what did you do
1: last week on the podcast? <laughs> oh, it
2: was Liverpool, wasn't it? No, no, it was Liverpool. Well, well oh, it, was, yeah. it was not very. It was not much liked. You know, he was a kind of a. You know, he didn't have a an attractive persona. Put it that way. Now
1: you're trapped in your oh, home. as a
2: bit of a very Brexity. The Liverpudlians, I... the Scots
1: are I all think, think a deep higher.
0: <laughs> I think his uh, Chelsea heritage may have had a lot to do with that, Jim. All oh, right.
1: That's what I said, Jim.
0: That's what yeah. I said, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Jim yeah. thought
1: it was more his Scottishness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I
1: how yeah, much yeah. absinthe are you storing at your... <laughs> uh, I stockpiled. <laughs> Very
2: early doors, stockpiled. Bloody yeah. hell, that is just yeah. terrible.
0: In, in oh, more recent be... history, sorry, more recent history, I I've, I've quite like Joe Mario from Inter, who we got in. last uh, yeah, um, season. Look, I wouldn't have minded seeing him come back to us, but um, no. sadly that never came to pass.
1: No, you. um, uh, Well, in a funny way, if David Moyes had stayed, we we might well have done. Yeah, um, might have well have had him because you, he, um, you know, certainly seems to, you know, not offer much. Uh, different from Fornells, perhaps doesn't have the pace of Anderson, but I'm not sure Anderson has the pace of Anderson. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a good yeah. uh, loaning, and
2: he was he was sort of on a good trajectory, wasn't he? he was get he he did take a couple yeah. of games, but yeah. Of minutes. course, he played alongside
1: Arnautovic, and I think uh, Jean Mario recognised that he was playing in the company of uh, a, a very good footballer, and they yeah. started to develop a bit of a relationship, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, but no, <laughs> that's As a far, really good form
2: My final choice was *Rigobert Song*. Not *Rigobert Song*. Sorry, the other song. <laughs> so what, song was what what I didn't say the first come. Come.
1: <laughs> It's official. Jim Grant has gone mad. <laughs> He's entered into an anti Liverpoolian and anti Scottish uh, paddy. No, I'm very, I do uh, apologize. So sort of, he's gone all Brexit and he also thinks Rigobert. So have you gone full Killington on his
0: yeah,
2: so? N rather than yeah, yeah. G? Doomgrass, yeah. please
1: take a,
0: deep, take a deep breath and start that sentence again.
2: No, no the other song it was, is my pick.
1: Alex Song. Uh, I thought yeah.
2: about him. When oh, I, yeah, yeah. I thought he was when great for
1: us. Question, Sorry? When I posed this question, both of those players entered my mind, jean Mario and Alex mm. Song. Song had some really great performances. Um, getting was... right up in um, 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 yeah. Yaya Toure's face against Manchester City was mm. one of his finest performances. He was a little quiet in some games. His extraordinary
2: shots. Imperious in others, though, wasn't he? Just, yes. uh, you know, you couldn't get the ball off him. He just seemed to have so much time, uh, you know. And he 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 would both break play up and get you know put his foot in, but also from deep was 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 one of the more creative players I've watched. I think.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean that was it. a good team, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> In a yeah. way, that 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 team also the because that's obviously the 2016 seventh place finish last season at uh, the Berlin, uh team and and um, someone that occurred to me from that lineup who was a loner um, uh, was of course the um, um, uh, the Arsenal right back that we had Jenkinson Carl Jenkinson yeah. yeah yeah I thought yeah, that yeah. was a uh, I mean in a way sometimes uh the you know a loner you know that comes to the end of their spell and you're basically going you know we we should just hire someone else mm. permanently in that position it's fine um but you know he was instrumental that both fullbacks were quick and got forward and put crosses in and um uh, we had people you know who could get on the end of those crosses Sacco for example and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I think um yeah, the, the, you know, both of those loners, Song and uh, Jenkinson, really helped uh, us to be, you know, the team we were that season because in the centre of the park you had a full-firing Lanzini and uh, Dimitri Payet. Um, yeah. i tell you one loner that, I mean, I, in a way you, you... I think we were we were questioning not signing him permanently, but Hannu Tiernan... Yeah, yeah, he didn't play too badly, did he? He was really good, and it was after we'd sold Rio, I think, wasn't it? I'm wrong about that. You know, we had a centre-back problem. Mm. Uh, We had a centre-back problem, and he came in and was really good, and I think his Scandinavian club wanted sort of five million or something, which was quite a bit of money in those days, but we wouldn't give it to them, and Mm. we should have done I think it's he, he might have been after Billage yeah, so we he still
2: had Reaper. he had an extraordinary great game in that FA cup tie at man united didn't he when Canio scored the the Bartos wave game he played yeah. in the game and was just titanic i think
1: yeah he was really good and i really regretted letting him go because i thought you know We've been sort of messing around since we sold Rio, and mm. uh, you know, and and here's someone who seems to know what he's doing, and we're going to let him go too, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah good chance I,
1: Yeah, I, he was someone that I thought was a was a really good loanee for us. And then there were those ones that sort of you know were loanees, uh, Um and then we signed them, and then they turned it's to shit. Lovely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Porfirio Was he, was he on loan? He was decent.
1: Yeah. Loan. Yeah. He was on loan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he stayed like, in the UK, didn't he? He went to Nottingham Forest, I think. Yeah, I
2: think so.
1: Yeah. Scored <laughs> the, uh, had never seen snow.
2: The goal in the snow. The orange.
1: Scored goal in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the first time he'd seen snow. All yeah. right. My, my, uh, my other question to you is, um, yes. which was our best kit? Which was our best kit?
2: What do you reckon, Jim?
0: It's a tough one for me, This because um, it sounds almost asinine, it's a good word for this time of night, uh, to suggest um, a kit that hasn't got the Claret and Blue on it, but that 1980 FA Cup final kit, which of course was based on the the white kit we had when we were on that cup running 75, it's just got so many special memories around it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're... If you were pushing me for uh, the proper home kit, I'd probably say the last season at uh, the bowling, the the Umbro kit, based yeah, on the old uh, the old design. But for, for a kit that that means a lot to me, that that white kit, it's just got so many good memories attached to it. Frank Lampard at Ellen Rose, um, even the seventy five semi final, the replay against Ipswich, um, and Alan Taylor plastered in mud. Beating Arsenal, yeah. 2-0 at Highbury—it's just got so many good memories around it, which is not something you can say about too many West Ham kits. No, no, so no. And, I, and think, I've, I think that's a very good. Call. I've, I've got a, a fondness. I've got a fondness for that. That obviously the, the light blue kit with the two claret red stripes, which was the first away kit when I was an absolute nipper. Um, yeah. And I I mentioned Clyde Best before, but I always associate that kit with the likes of Clyde Best and yeah, me too. And Harry, Harry Redknapp as well, you know, see yeah. Harry Redknapp in that yeah. kit belting down the wing, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, as you, you well, you might not be surprised to know that I am a deep, deep traditionalist when it comes to kits, so for me, uh, the old, almost the older you go, the better, really. Um, uh, I have to say, probably if I were if I was to push, I, I'd say the nineteen seventies, the Clyde Best kit, both those, the away and the and the home shirt with no badge on it, no advertising, mm. just the claret mm. with the hoops, little hoops around the neck. Um, uh, that for me is uh, is is the one yeah. that I just kind of grew up with, really. Um, but I actually also like, I've got a retro shirt, which is the kind of nineteen forties. Early fifties kit with a collar, like a hockey, like an old sort of old school hockey shirt used to be, uh, yeah. with, with a with a with just the Cross hammers badge on it. Um, and I really like that shirt. I would have loved to see. I never saw them play in that kit, but it's been, you know, mm. players like Noel Campwell and you know uh, Malcolm Allison and uh, you know that, that 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 first lot of of the, some of the Academy used to play in that kit, and I would have loved that's yeah. seen, you know, Phil People
1: like that. Yes, I feel the same way. Yeah, I think that you're right. That that white kit, oddly, it's about our most away as uh, as most an away kit as you could possibly think of <laughs> the kind of all white kit. Yeah. In fact, all white kit this season's quite good. I think it's sort of it's, yeah, not, yeah. You know, it's unfussy and just sort of white, you know. And um, uh, but the yes, guy. there are so so many great memories associated with that kit, aren't there?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: um, you know, just aesthetically, I was very fond of that kit. We only really saw once, which was the buckter Argentina away kit. Yes. Yeah, I like. white, blue, and vertical white stripes was like a very sort of pleasing. Sport. We saw it for a very short amount of time. I seem to remember Sam Small scoring
0: a couple of goals wearing that away at places like Luton and. Ball, yeah, yeah oh, that's the era. Cool, yeah, not Sam Small.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the era, isn't it? Mm. yeah yes excellent gentlemen you have two of these questions as well don't you
2: yeah yeah do you want
1: uh,
0: <laughs> are you going to far away Jim do you want me to go yeah out? okay
2: so my, my question were, was, was one uh, what was your best ever away day with the club and uh-huh. uh, and my second question was what, what, what was the player that you that you were most upset you most gutted when you heard they had been sold <sighs> Um, you
1: can do away day first. Away, away days first, Jim? Or shall I go? I'll go. Um the um I mean they're two and they're both they're both quite recent. But there was this uh, there was a you know uh, uh, in the championship under Sam Allardyce, Jim, you and I went to um, yeah. uh, Barnsley away and uh, we went to a lot of away games where we won we won four nil and uh, came into a town and just crushed their football team and came home and um, that was a fantastic.
2: It was. <laughs> fantastic. It really was.
1: We went and uh, played poker We stayed at Rob Chapman's in uh, Penniston on the uh, fringes Of the uh, Peak District Then we went to the game the next Day uh, And um, We swept them aside 4-0 They came out onto the pitch and that was You know we won 14 away games that season And uh, we saw Quite a lot of those games And um, you know, there's 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 no overstating the importance of uh, um, Kevin Nolan in that in that championship team. He just walked out onto the pitch with his Roy of the Rovers sort of neatly parted hair uh, and uh, with a ball held at his thigh like a footballer from the 50s and just stared at the away support. And because he was often the only player that, you know, championship teams fans recognised, he was booed which he just soaked <laughs> up like a lightning rod and uh, just gazed at all four corners of the ground with this aggressive glare going, we're going to crush you now. And um, we did. We did beat them 4-0. And it was such a procession that the fans were uh, singing Robert Green songs, trying to get Robert Green to wave uh, constantly. <laughs> it was, it was
2: great. There was uh, there were a couple of really good things that uh, I can remember from that from that you, you know, being a fan. There must have been about seven thousand West Ham there. It was it was like yeah. huge, It beach. was like a home they game. end at Oakwell, and um, there was uh, that we're we're all del- we're all deluded and we talk bollocks. Was a was a yes was, a that was repeated over and over again. Uh, we also the the piss take of their mascot. What the yes yes.
1: What the um, fucking hell
2: are you? What the fucking hell are you? And uh, also, our con- wasn't there a bit of a conga competition or something?
1: Yeah, um, the, the Barnsley team took their defeat in in good yeah. grace, so began a conga. Um, and then the West Ham fans did a conga and uh, and said, our conga's better if- than you <laughs> they wouldn't even they wouldn't even let the barsley fans kind of, sort of generously admit defeat. <laughs> they just continued to sort of bully them. Um, they were go- they were going Winston, Winston, give us a wave, Winston, give us a wave, whilst Winston had the ball or was tackling. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to start putting Winston Reed off during the <laughs> game by saying Winston, Winston, give us a wave as the ball was coming into him. It was just the most kind of um, mischievous away fan. You know, the barracking the the barracking the Barsi fans umpire, uh, um mascot, um all of that stuff. But it was in it was all in very good spirit. It wasn't horrible at all. Yeah, um, yeah, was great. No, it was, great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great away game. Um yeah, yeah. I Nicky mean, well, that would be one of them. Then the, the the sorry, the palace away, uh again under Allardyce, but back in the premiership where um, Zerati ran the show uh, despite the team selection from Allardyce mm-hmm. uh, we beat them 3-1 and um, played in the most un way, way uh, probably defying all of the managers instructions and playing this exuberant football we beat Ooh. Palace 3-1 and then Allardyce attempted to dismantle that football throughout <laughs> the rest of the season yeah
0: Yeah, Yeah, good shouts. It's um, funny because while you've just been talking there, I was just thinking over, mulling over the two that I'd got in mind and realised that we were wearing white shirts in both of them, which is probably just reinforced (laughs) what I was saying about white kits. But the first one is uh, a little journey back in time. 1985-86, I only missed one game that season as a fan. And uh, Stamford Bridge away oh, to Chelsea, oh, um, yeah. where we we shared a similar history to Chelsea. You know, with similar sort of FA Cup wins, and seemed to get relegated at roughly the same time and come back up. And I think we were like sixth, and they were seventh at the time of the table. And we annihilated them. Uh, before the game, it was that the atmosphere is it always is around there, or used to be, especially in the eighties, was a bit leery. Um, yeah. I remember in the pub, there was not much talk going on. People were like iron each other up, and then going into the game, to, to go 1-0 up that goal from Mallon Devonshire w- was amazing enough. But to then rip them apart, it should have been 5 or 6. I think Jeff Pike missed one that he would normally tuck away. Um, to win 4-0 at Stamford Bridge and just yeah. blew them away. They didn't get a kick. It was the most yeah. amazing feeling. I'm just, uh, I am just—I can feel all the excitement coming back now just while I'm talking yeah. about And yeah. afterwards, I uh, was people hearing around the streets and going potty. And all I could think about was I had to remember the name of every single Chelsea fan that I knew and make sure that I'd spoken to them all within the next 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. So as a fan, that was just... Yeah, that was yeah, you know, I like, uh, yeah. still now, I just go on about that yeah. match.
1: Matt of um, any, fire on fire. Yeah,
2: yeah, potty yeah. got well, a couple um, as well.
1: Um, um,
2: uh, Georgie Paris was... His first goal was fantastic in that yeah. game. Yeah. Curling yeah. from a distance, curling, yeah, curling about twenty-five yards into the top corner. Yeah, uh, just everything just, was just the total football. Just it over was. running them. the goal. There's the goal where Paris goes flying down the the left yeah. wing and cuts it back. Mm. Uh, I think that might be that. For, for might have been for Cotty that one. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah,
0: it was brilliant. I, I do remember on the day, sort of Cotty teed up McAvaney, who volleyed it in, and then Cotty. Uh, admitted about five years later that he'd taken a shot and completely sliced it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's yeah, why yeah.
0: that's why it bounced in front of Machiavelli to score. Well the second yeah. game was, was I was there in a professional capacity. I was there I was representing the Sunday Times at the time, albeit it was a midweek game. And it was the last game at Highbury, um where we won three two two thousand and six. Mm. Yeah which again I did, that. did you not? Yeah. It was just now, I mean from the telly but yeah, from a professional point of view, I knew it was going to be the last time I'd be in the hybrid press box. Yeah, um, And I only live a 20-minute walk away at the time. I only live 20-minute walk away from the ground anyway. Um, but the whole game, we just we completely stunned them. Sol Campbell was taken off at half-time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And although they did have a bit of a late rally, you know, we, we still, we just knocked them out of sight. And that's this thing, Arsenal, the supporters, the players were stunned, and Sitting down at the press conference afterwards, I was in the front row and I got to ask Arsene Wenger about Sol Campbell going home at half-time and he, he said he claimed he didn't know that Campbell had left the stadium. And then Alan Pardew came out and I have to admit, I got a bit jingoistic. I was like, great result for the lads, Alan. But then afterwards, I was walking home. It was about quarter past ten and I was walking past the Arsenal pubs, the Arsenal tavern and everything, packed full of Arsenal fans all drowning in their sorrows. And I was just... I'd I'd never been happier. (laughs) And I also, it it came to me as well. I realized what a privilege it is to do the job I've done over the years, because I got to watch that game. I then got to sit and talk to both managers after the game and then walk home.
1: I just like, it it can't
0: get much better than this. Uh, So that, that's very much um, uh, close to my heart that night as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yes. Uh, Oh, what was the other one, Jim? Uh, yeah. Who, it, it, w- oh, players that we were upset yeah, about when yeah. they left.
2: Yeah,
0: Which, uh, D- Jeff Hurst made me cry. Yeah. He was my first West Ham hero. and I've never forgotten seeing in mum's paper a headline, Hurst, I want to leave West Ham. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. And I, I have told him subsequently. I got a chance to interview him a few years back. And he did say to me, he said it was the worst decision he ever made in football. He said he was he was annoyed at the time that you know Bobby Moore was, been pushed out, and they'd let Peters go a couple of years previously, and he didn't feel that they'd built on, the success of '66, and yeah. uh, and and he well, wasn't being true. looked after. Pardon?
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, 66. But he, he feels he could have stuck around a bit more. He, was, he, he got he obviously he had no problem with the with the fans or the or the club or the, the his teammates. It was the uh, it was the setup there. It was the uh, the powers that be that upset him. Yeah, and they uh, and they kind of were at loggerheads. And he said, "Well, sod it, I'm off." Yeah. But yeah, so that as a kid, that was the one that really got me. Um,
1: Yes. No, as good.
0: a fan in later years, seeing Rio Ferdinand go yeah. was a kind of a, a signal that, OK, we're not going to keep the best young talent that we've got coming through. And Lampard yeah. fired in the summer as well. So that was a particularly rough period for getting rid of the youngsters. And, and I think Craig Bellamy, I was upset when he left. yes. yes. You know, yeah. it had it had yeah. such a good. I think Everton actually left the same month. That had
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It, it had such a good influence in his eighteen months with us. It's got seven or eight goals in twenty odd appearances, and, and he's just a quality player. Yeah, it might, might have had his temperamental uh, side off the pitch, but on the pitch, he was so committed. To just, but I think we mentioned before, seeing him play Mark Noble's testimonial recently. He was still, he was trying to win, Best trying player. to score. Yeah, you know I just I loved him at West Ham, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah me too. if I had to name the one, it would be Jeff first because it was the first yeah. real upset in my in my supporting career yeah.
1: yes. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's, it's 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 you know, in the last sort of twenty years, it's this thing about kind of you know financial necessity means that these players leave the club. So in, mm-hmm. e- even even from Rio onwards, you sort of go, you're you know, you're upset, but you sort of understand it, and and I mean. You know, reluctantly, it's a shame that you, you're you pushed into a position where you sort of understand what's happening in them. Because I feel exactly the same about Rio, Bellamy, Everington. Um, they, just the one that I think was in a way the last straw that, st- that broke the camel's back in that respect was, and again, it was because we didn't stay up. It was like, you know, feeling um, sad about, you know, Joe Cole and Paolo Di Canio going mm. and, and Carrick a season later you know we've Mm. been relegated so what else do you expect to happen these are Premier League players and we're going to be in the Championship so so, and this was this is the same but Denver Bar you know exactly
0: the same isn't it Denver
1: Bar uh You know, I love that guy. And he played in, you know, this sort of quite atrocious season. But in the second half of that season, you thought he might make the difference. And in fact, you know, he did make the difference. He certainly did his part in trying to keep us up. And um, I'm
0: pretty sure he scored seven goals in 11 games, Phil, because it was amazing. And you see, that's what's worried me about this season like that horrendous prospect of going down and you lose some of these players that you brought into the squad. Um, it takes time to get that kind of playing. But as you say, Absolutely. Denver bar was brought in as a sort of We need help. And, and he was yeah. providing that help, but it just wasn't enough. Um, no, and, you know, and he went on obviously to Newcastle and Chelsea and, and he was banging in goals wherever he went. And we'd unearthed this player that no one had ever heard of. How, That's how right, rare yeah. is that for us? So yeah like he yeah. produced this yeah. di- this diamond from the rough so to speak and and no sooner had we got him than he'd gone again yeah.
1: yes that's right he was he he genuinely was um he was exciting and fun denver bar wasn't he he was Ooh. like he could really play and was you know had an element of uh, unpredictability about him and looked like he was making it up but <laughs> not but <laughs> slightly more than Paolo one shot, like Paolo one shot, but with better technique. And you know, I think his first goal might have been a header. And both of us turned to each other, Jim, and went, Oh, he meant that. You know, yeah. it wasn't
2: speculative, yeah.
1: it wasn't yeah. speculative. He kind of like
2: just yeah. thumped
1: into the corner with his head, you know. Yeah. And you went, Oh, god, this yeah. guy, uh, right, it he seems so to cool. know what he's doing, you know.
2: not contrast with Carlton Cole, who never really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any- headers
1: were going no 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 Uh, yeah and bar you know and um you know heading the ball was just a small part of his game but the first i think it was the first goal he scored for us was a header and he looked like he meant it and you went oh god this guy might actually be a striker and a real one you know Hmm. Um, was it the uh, one
2: against Liverpool at at home could have been first goal yeah, it might have been. Them, I mean, it was in, in that Gabriel. little rally.
1: The time, you yeah. know, we we had that. We beat Stoke and Liverpool, didn't we? And um, thought we may well stay up. Yeah,
2: well, no, we were going to stay up at that time. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it all sort of fell away again, didn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so it just symbolically, Denver Bar, I felt.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: you know. Sure. I'm, I'm fed up of, you know, we lost Decanio we lost Cole, we lost all these players by, you know, actively fucking up and then yeah. by the Icelandic economy collapsing. And, you know, these, yeah. these factors made us lose, you know, Bellamy, Parker, Etherington before yeah. that. Cole, De Canio, Carrick. Well, uh, that
0: relegation, I mean, Glenn Johnson was out Glenn the door soon. So yeah. I, I was yeah. thinking, you know, he'd come in the second half of that season and amazing for a young player. And I thought, well, at least, okay, we've gone down, but we've got the youngsters like Glenn Johnson that will get us through this. Yeah. And bang, yeah. He went off to Chelsea. And of course, Defoe did his best to uh, try and get himself booked out <laughs> by being yeah. sent off 14 times in two games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my, just, just, just to chip in. My uh, t- two of my saddest losses, uh, I suppose, were uh, both Israeli. Um, um, ben Yunes and Bergvitz yes. and, and when Ben Aoun went, yes. I just love watching them play. Both of them, I just mm. loved, yeah, both tremendous I just players. Loved everything about their, you know, the technique, the kind of the, the, the their unpredictability. Very pure footballing players that I've always enjoyed. What well, I've always enjoyed watching those really pure footballers play for us, like Payet yeah. and like Liam Brady and, and, you know, and obviously Brooking and Devonshire, you know, yeah. and those that I, I really enjoy. And my, and my final one's really just quirky because objectively it probably wasn't a bad decision. That's when we went up um, to the Premier League for the first time and um, they sold and we'd played such, such really exciting football in that championship season with the wingers and they sold yeah. both uh, Keane and Robson. I replaced yes. him with Dale Gordon. Uh, yeah. That, that, oh yeah, Disco fit. Dale. That, that yeah. Moment, losing Key. And that was just, I felt he could have been a one club man. And mm. uh, I, I yeah, just, yeah, I was. I, I was sad when he went. We mm. dismantled
1: that team, didn't we? We just yeah. sold too many of the players. You kind of, yeah. you know. Um, they thought bon- Butler Butler had come in to replace, yeah. uh, you know, or or job share with Martin Allen, uh, and it felt like we sort of. I can't remember if we lost them both, but I think we might have sold. Butler
2: played in that first season in the um, Premier League, I think. Right, our first season. Yeah, I'm sure we did.
1: But uh, yeah, Keane and Robson was uh, a bridge too far. We t- we sort of dismantled the shape of that team.
2: Yeah, they thought they weren't going to be physical enough for the Premier League, didn't they? In spite of the mm-hmm. fact that Keane had played most of his West Ham games in the in the top flight. A bit weird. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hey-ho. Hey-ho. Um, have, we,
0: have we got time for me to chuck two at you, Phil, or are we getting on a bit? What's you mean, do you think we're doing?
1: I wonder whether maybe we should do these next week. Let's
0: yeah, just, we could let's pick do, up the let's, baton let's, next week.
1: Pick it up next week, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's, uh, rather than rush them.
2: Why don't we say what they are, Jim, and let people um, fair enough. Well, you know, answer Good them. Good
1: idea. Yeah. Jim, okay. as well, as always, you're on the ball, okay. on the money. Okay. I mean, I like this new organised gym with an organised mind like this. <laughs> I don't like the, like the, the discrepancies, anti-Scottish, anti-Scottish anti-Liverputian <laughs> gym that, that isolation has produced. Um, there's the film uh, Altered States, the Ken Russell film, where um, uh, someone, uh, William Hurt, is put in an isolation tank and uh, becomes a kind of monster. Um, uh, if you've got Netflix And Altered States is on Netflix You should try and watch Altered States It's quite odd It's about someone who's who's isolated And becomes uh, literally a monster And I think this might be happening to you, Jim But <laughs> at the same time You're becoming much, organ- much more, more organised yeah, yeah, yeah Maybe it's because you're planning something Some kind of revolution Once this virus is over <laughs> But no, that's a, good, uh, that's a good call, Jim To... Yes, yeah. To yeah. uh, let's um, hear them. So, with it, yes. Right. With, so, yes, so if you have any, um, oh, wait, well, I
0: haven't said what they are yet, Phil. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
0: would help perhaps if we told the listeners what I was thinking. Call me a bluff traditionalist, but let's get yeah, the questions point. out there. No, that's um, point. without any sort of hints or clues or pushing people in any uh, direction, first one, um, what's the best fan chant about a player? That we've uh-huh. had over the years. Good. So, favourite stroke, best fan chant about a player over the years. Obviously, something with it. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't, I wouldn't steer anyone in any direction, didn't I, So bad, I won't say any more than that. Um, and the second one, and <laughs> this this is a very wide-ranging um, topic. Most embarrassing defeat. What's the one that had you leaving the ground thinking, oh. "I've seriously had enough," <laughs> or or maybe. <laughs> I've not had enough, I know I'm coming back, but I just want to close the door when I get home and not come out for a week. So Very
2: good. Most embarrassing a good defeat. Good question, that.
1: Yeah. So um so listeners to this podcast if you're aware of the facebook page that uh, sort of accompanies uh, stop hammer time this podcast uh perhaps um we could have that discussion in in, in the week and uh, steal our thunder from when we do it uh next monday. Um i assume next monday if we're not all dead. Uh but uh, <laughs> next <Monday>. um, <laughs> well, takes- know, I mean. <laughs>
0: It might take a bit longer to be dead, I and mean, we might sound a bit wheezy, but I shouldn't think we'll be dead by then.
1: <laughs> well,
2: no,
1: no, Jim, it's a killer! It's a killer! <laughs> Haven't you seen the internet? It's a killer. Uh, Jim. We yes. may all be dead by next Monday, and I say that in all, all seriousness. We, one of us will be dead. I guarantee one of us will be dead by next Monday. <laughs> I, I pledge that one of us will be dead by next Monday. This is the um, this is the equivalent of match predictions. Is which of us <laughs> killed by will, coronavirus will by next Monday? Not be month. here by next Monday. <laughs> um, God, this is a uh, funny doing this. I mean, I, I'm just staring at a computer screen with our initials on it. Uh, this is a very funny way to do this. But actually, you know, once you, if you sort of lean into it, it's all right in a way, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, I prefer meeting face-to-face. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, so good, good. Um, so, yes, those uh, two questions are uh, most embarrassing, most humiliating, most soul-destroying defeat and uh, best song about a player. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, chip in on the Facebook page. That would be great. And um, I think that's it for this week's uh, Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Jim Monroe. Thanks for having me, people. Cheers, Jim. Come on, you irons.
2: This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.